0: what was the other song that was stuck in your head we don't talk about Bruno
1: um no pressure no pressure and then the the one um where she sings I don't know what it's called the one where she sings to the family about how much she could do if she was special to that oh uh,
0: yeah so if, in case you didn't know we're talking about Encanto because this is a Disney podcast now um and how much that soundtrack fucking slaps it had no business sounding that good that's probably one of my favorite I, w- I would own that as a vinyl or just on iTunes I don't know Yeah, it's so fucking good. The soundtrack
1: was great, and uh, no matter who you are, you totally feel seen as a family member because you have to relate to at least one family member's struggles. That's fair. Because it's about generational trauma. But Disney. Family
0: dynamics. Hey, but at least no one dies in the first five minutes like they typically do. What? The first five minutes? Yeah. What, Bruno?
1: Bruno? Bruno doesn't die.
0: That's what either. I'm saying.
1: Who the fuck dies in the first fight? The months? grandfather.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Damn it. Jesus. Well, I meant like it's not it's not emotionally upsetting like Up is oh, okay. or, you know, yeah. like, they, they
1: don't give you a traumatic death. Well, it's more just, like, oh, <laughs> that was sad that that happened to her. But uh, they don't really play up the sadness till yeah. much later. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sorry. I, I meant like in the emotional, like distressing way where they just introduce you to these two people you're supposed to love and then kill one off like, you know, Ellie. Spoilers for uh, Up. I almost said truth. For, Spoilers for, for truth. Up
1: if you've been living under a rock.
0: That came out a while ago. But anyways, no more, <laughs> nothing more about Disney movies as much as I could uh, talk about those all day. Um, this is episode 128. Uh, I can't believe we're in season four, year four, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm your host Austin Proctor. That is your other host Gabrielle Proctor. Hi. Hello. Um, so this is the first episode of the year. Welcome to 2022. It's not any better than last year was so far. In fact, uh, one of my favorite go tr- goat, <laughs> I'm trying to talk slower and I still cannot manage. You're
1: speeding up when you're trying to say that. How quick am I talking?
0: Okay. So my favorite go-kart track called little 500 here in, uh, or the Orlando area, winter park to be specific is closing down. Something else happened this year at the beginning of the year. Well, something else happened. What was that? Something happened like right at the beginning of 2022. Betty White. Well, Betty White died like on New Year's <laughs> New Year's Eve. Like really, they yeah. had 2021 had to get one more shot in, and they took you know the person that we were supposed uh... to protect at all costs. I could have sworn something happened. I don't know. Regardless, this year's not off to a great start, but at least you know this is still going, so that's positive, right? That's a yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, so as I mentioned, I, I've listened to some recent episodes, and I can get kind of hyper because uh, I don't really listen to the podcast anymore, because I live it, so I'm actually listening to the episodes uh, fully, and I'm going to slow down a bit, not not try to get too hyper, and try to actually you know think before I say things, because it's like my brain gets tongue-tied, and I'm trying to get a thought out so quickly that I just, like, the ending of our last episode, it was just, it was terrible, and I'm already off to a bad start now. So, um, yes, we have a whole shit ton of movies to talk about today, because this is the what is coming this year for horror? Um, I was uh, putting to, putting together some stuff last minute because a lot of this stuff actually changed. Uh, there was a couple of dates that changed for movies. Uh, a couple of other stars got added to these movies. So this is the most current as of right now that we're recording this uh, t- from what I could find. Of course, I'm sure there's more um, stuff, but I, I compiled everything I could off of IMDB and we're gonna go through it from solid dates that we know of to stuff that is expected on certain dates and then to just stuff that is expected this year. Um, I didn't do anything that was in like pre-production or just announced. It was all, all stuff that is either currently filming in post-production or completed and like ready to go. So um, it's still a pretty big list though. So I say we just get right into this um, and you can go ahead and start because this is one of your favorite franchises.
1: Um, okay, so January 14th, we are looking for Scream, also known as Scream 5. Um, I guess they just thought it'd be funny to be confusing. Um, right, it's
0: like The Thing or you know Evil Dead.
1: Yeah, so um, 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new killer emerges and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. What are we hoping for out of this film? Uh, <laughs> we're hoping to see... All the original people who survived, survived some more. Um, I'm truly hoping Sydney's um, got a romantic life that doesn't end in dis- disaster. I feel like she's earned that at this point. Yeah. Um, she's been
0: through some shit before, you know. Yeah. Those other movies.
1: Yeah. Um, and this one should be pretty fun because it's a mix of the old cast, the original cast, um, some of the cast from Scream 4 those who survived. Um, And then um, a whole new series of younger actors um, being brought in. Um, Some you would recognize, some not so much. Um, This is going to be directed by Matt Bedinelli, Uh, open and Tyler Gillette, also known as radio silence, who is, uh, who also did ready or not. And shorts from Southbound and VHS, um, I know we're both looking forward to this one a lot. Yeah.
0: Uh, Cavity Colors just dropped their Scream merch lineup today. We purchased a whole bunch of stuff. And the movie is coming out next weekend. And hopefully we should have our swag by then so we could wear it to the movies because that will be tight.
1: Yeah. And I got to say for the Scream, for a lot of horror franchises, I feel like the Scream movies are all pretty, like, solid overall there's not one that like some yeah or two and three there are some parts that are goofy and silly because you know scream is known for being very meta and sometimes they get out of hand with how ridiculously meta they get yeah but there's not one where it's just so bad that you're like yikes how did this happen to the franchise yeah
0: like uh curse of michael myers i'm looking at you uh halloween resurrection (laughs) uh pretty much uh nightmare on elm street after four I want to say is pretty just because it goes downhill really quick and I think what's important
1: Um, is is um while being meta they've also scream has always stuck to a pretty basic formula um of there's a killer the killers after sydney um and the people around sydney and you don't know who it is but they know secrets about her or some such um they're associated in her life in some way and it's funny because the movie poster um has like the whole cast on it, and um, and then a giant picture of Ghostface in the background, and then the tagline just says, uh, "The killer's on this poster." And, dude, yeah, of course, because Ghostface's face is giant and in the middle of the poster. No kidding, the killer's on the poster.
0: I uh, someone because after you told me that, I noticed it had been popping up in a lot of the horror groups I'm in, and. Uh, everyone's like I, the killers on the poster and I would post. Yeah. It's ghost faces right there. And everyone in the comments. Oh shit. You're right. I'm like, yeah, I know my wife is a fucking genius. Cause I didn't even catch that. Granted like-
1: there could be two pictures of the killer, but it never says that. So it could yeah. be someone we don't know. I know that, um, I, everyone is desperately hoping that somehow Matthew Lillard, uh, survived it's his him, face man. being smashed by a television, um, and we, we'll the killer in this film. I think the funniest part of that, though, is the fact that uh, Matthew Lillard himself, when doing a uh, an interview with Skeet Ulrich, um, was arguing that you could, in fact, drop a two hundred pound TV on his face and he'd survive. And Skeet politely offered to help him prove that point.
0: Well, I mean, first of all, it's the movies, so it's a, not a two hundred pound TV. That's In
1: the nineties, yeah, remember it was a, a huge flat Yeah, screen. but
0: it wasn't. I don't know about. I don't know. But either way, it doesn't. It doesn't ever show his body being carried off. It doesn't show his dead body anywhere. You see it fall on him, and that's it. And, and if we know anything about Scream and how meta and how it follows the and how it follows like the cliches and stuff like that, if you don't see him actually die on screen and get carried off. It could always come back. I'm telling you, it's good. Getting- or
1: it's someone's illegitimate child that they didn't <laughs> yeah. know. Um, but they already uh, did the the uh, the Billy Loomis relation thing. I, obviously, yeah. I'm not going to start spoiling uh, no, 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 killers in the other films. But, you know. Um, I'm
0: still calling... Uh, Matthew Lillard just because it's so obvious that w- it was like they wouldn't do that but then they're probably gonna do it and you're like yeah see that makes sense
1: yeah I like when they ask Skeetle or Chip or he was he was gonna be in it and he's like you, you saw the first movie right like I got I got, I got, gooshed. Sh- I got gooshed right in the head yeah. like ha- I'm not walking off that one not
0: walking that one off yeah so I'm hoping that there's because if they do make it Matthew Lillard I'm hoping there's just this wildly ridiculous explanation on how he got out of the house how he just like assumed another identity or some crazy shit like that. I think that would be I think that would be fun.
1: Uh yeah, we'll have to see. Um obviously we have high hopes since uh I know we both personally enjoyed Scream 4 a I lot. I love Scream so. 4.
0: Yeah. And, and it's weird uh weird stance I've taken cuz I know this probably doesn't ring true with a lot of people besides I think Spencer, but 4 is my favorite. I I just love it a lot. Uh it's really good. I think we we did a whole episode on uh on all four of these movies. So that's yeah. one that, uh, yeah, it's coming out very soon and, uh, very, very excited to see that, uh, moving on, unless you had anything else. Okay.
1: <clears throat> That's the one I probably had the most to talk about. That, yeah. So. That,
0: yeah. I figured. And I'm good. I'm glad it was up top so we could, uh, cause you know, yeah, we definitely have a lot to say about scream. Uh, coming up next is a movie that I just, uh, put on the list today because I hadn't seen it last time I updated this and it is uh, coming out January 14th, 2022 don't know where, um, I believe this is a foreign movie because it's called The Curse of La Patasola. So I'm assuming it's foreign and it might be coming to streaming or something. But nonetheless, um, on a weekend camping trip, two struggling couples are haunted by La Patasola, a famed vampiric monster from Amazonian folklore, testing their relationship's morality and will to survive. That sounds like fun. Uh, I want to watch that. Directed by a man named A.J. Jones. This is really his. Uh, I think this is actually his first feature, and starring a whole bunch of people I did not recognize. Nonetheless, um, that sounds like a lot of fun, and I really like that we could be kicking off the year with vampires. Just saying.
1: I do like me some vampires and as Amazon you well
0: know. and Amazonian folklore as well. Make it found Wouldn't footage. Wouldn't Amazonian? I said Amazonian.
1: He said Amazonian.
0: I said Amazonian. Let me play it back. Hold on. Let me rewind. Uh yeah, so that is the curse of La Pata Sola. Probably saying that terribly. I apologize. Um, all right, let's go to the next one. You're scrolling a lot. Of, uh, Sorry, it's that right one, there. there. Yeah, up, that okay. one. Oh, did you want to do this one?
1: No, okay. I, I just said the one thing, but oh, okay, I feel comfortable okay, okay, okay. with you saying that. Yeah. Okay. 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 So on January twenty eighth, January is lit. Um, <laughs> yeah, January 28th, which is concerning because statistically, we've really disliked most of the movies that show up in January. Oh, well,
0: except for Saint Maud last year, and then there's one other one in twenty nineteen. But yeah, typically this is where studios kind of just dump the movies they don't think are going to do well. And uh, yeah, which is,
1: which is scary for Scream. <laughs> um, so January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, uh, the Requin Requin, uh, Requien. Are you R E Q U I N? My English Requin,
0: Requin. Um,
1: a couple on a romantic getaway finds themselves stranded at sea when a tropical storm sweeps away their villa. In order to survive, they are forced to fight the elements while sharks circle below. Questions on that topic, um, but I'll say that. <laughs> what the, do you mean?
0: Um. Yeah, get through that first. I'm gonna
1: then. say the other part first, and then I'm going to state my immediate <laughs> issues with this plot. Uh, directed by Lee Van Kite, uh, who has done nothing that we've heard of. Yep, good facts. for you, Lee Van Kite. You
0: know he, you know, he did it.
1: Um, or Lee Van Kite, I don't know. Levan. Maybe. Um, it's got Alicia Silverstone. It's nice to see she's doing stuff. Uh, James Tupper, whoever the hell that is, and Deidre O'Connell. Deidre. That's not Diedra. a name. Deirdre. 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 It's Deirdre. Uh, Deirdre. That's not a name you hear often enough to know how to say it offhand. Um. Okay. So my first issue. Their physical home, like their villa, like a building, got swept away. How are they alive? That's my first question.
0: I mean, they could have been on the beach. There's a hundred ways it you can. Explain their villa
1: them. gets swept away.
0: Yeah, I'm saying they could have been like on the beach. They could have been out, you know, fucking, fucking. So I don't know. There's a hundred places they could be.
1: Um. Second question. Uh how many more movies do we need of specifically a man and a woman being trapped in the ocean surrounded by sharks
0: listen i don't need your negativity i love those movies because they stress me out just like space movies if you set a movie in space i'm already stressed out
1: but hey shout out to alicia silverstone for doing some stuff um oh good i know her career has not been strong since (laughs) batman and robin
0: Oh well, you you said D whatever the fuck her name is Deirdre or Deirdre. Oh, she uh was an eternal spo- sp- <laughs> eternal sponge of a spotless mind. Uh, no, eternal sunshine of a spotless mind as Helen, er, uh, Hollis and secondhand lions as Helen. What? What's wrong with my can face? I,
1: can I see the? F- oh, sorry. Oh, you.
0: Oh, I thought you meant my face. I mean, I don't know. You might recognize her. Secondhand Lions and Eternal Sunshine. Oh, oh yeah. she's
1: the aunt in the movie. the The relatives that won't stop showing up. The redheaded ant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. She's
0: also in Daredevil 2018. Um, but yeah. I don't
1: remember that, but I remember her in Secondhand Lions. Now that I've seen the photo. I mean, you're not wrong. It's kind of uh, you know, flooded
0: Formulated. flooded market with you know how many people can we put in the water with sharks? But you know, I'm,
1: it's I'm... like how many people can we put a man and a woman in space? No, I'm kidding. It's really just the ocean. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, uh, it kind of gave me uh, what's that? I think it's the reef where she gets caught on the reef. Kind of gave me reef vibes or open water or whatever. Except I don't think or that...
1: any other movie where someone gets trapped in the ocean or that movie with um shit. What is her name? That chick from uh
0: open water. Nope. Uh, I don't know. Secret
1: Life of a um American Teenage Girl. What? Uh, Shale... something Woodley. Shale. I don't know. No idea. Um, her, she's in a movie where she gets trapped on a boat with her, um, boyfriend and, uh, it's stupid. Stupid.
0: Okay. Can we move on then? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's stupid. (laughs) Okay. Well, you find that, let me know. I'll check it out. Uh, next up, this was supposed to be releasing either this month or next month. I think it was February 4th, but it is the black phone releasing on June 24th. Now, 2022, Uh, after it received positive uh, reviews at film festivals and stuff like that, I believe the studios decided to push it to, you know, summer because it can receive, you know, you can get more money in summer, but then you also have more competition. I mean, multiverse of madness is going to be out like the month before I think in May, I don't know. It's a smart move, but it also can kind of bite you in the ass because if there's too much to see, people might miss this, you know, as opposed to putting it in January when there's not like a lot that's going on. Nonetheless, after being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected From, From, phone from the killer's a phone. phone from the killer's previous victims. Uh, this is directed by Scott Derrickson, who also did Sinister, one of my favorite horror movies, and also starring Ethan Hawke, uh, as he's he's the grabber in this movie. So I like that Derrickson and Ethan. Are teaming up again because I love Sinister, so I've actually got some pretty high expectations for this just just based on those two names and uh, and the premise because it looks pretty interesting. So that is the Black Phone, and that'll be coming theatrically, or maybe to streaming too. I don't know. We'll see. Um, did you have some, did you find the movie?
1: Yes, the movie's called Adrift, um, which ah. pretty much explains the plot right there. But it was uh, Shailene Woodley. Hmm. Um, she was also in the Divergent movies. Uh but yeah it's literally a couple decides to go sailing and then they get caught in a hurricane and um they have to fight to survive so, so like the same plot. Yeah, it um, happens. So anyway, next up. Uh you didn't say the damn fact about uh the black phone. I <laughs> What fact? The one I told you before the episode started.
0: Hmm. Let's see. It's based off of a short story written by Stephen King's son.
1: There you go. Boom. Joe Hill or something. Joe Hill. That is yes. correct. Yes. So, right. um, that's making me excited to see that one. Plus, um, same. Thing is you, Sinister is just a great Sinister movie, so I'm great. looking forward to see them doing something <laughs> else. Probably together. gonna have
0: a fucking slap and score just like Sinister had because that the score in Sinister is uh, up there with some of my favorite scores uh, in horror movies of all time. It is just so good,
1: yeah. And they really know how to use ghost children, so oh, that's true. shit
0: <laughs> I didn't even think about
1: that. The running oh, theme man. is dead children, and now it's coming out in friggin'
0: June. I gotta wait five months as opposed to a couple weeks, so whatever. I'm, I'm sure the hype will be and worth it. Gray
1: faced so. bad guys.
0: Yeah, the grabber.
1: He's got a type.
0: He's, he's um, got a thing. For all those. right,
1: so uh, February 4th, a movie called Hatching. A young gymnast who tries desperately to please her demanding mother discovers a strange egg. She hides it and keeps it warm. We can only hope by sitting on it. Um, but when it hatches, it what emerges shocks them all. It's a chicken. Bum, bum, bum. bum. Okay,
0: so read the directed by, and then we got to go with our theories. I, I, gotta, uh, I got some theories.
1: It's directed by Hannah Bergholm. Um, sorry if I said that wrong. And this appears to be her first feature. Weird direction, but all right. Um, this also appears to be a Finnish movie. Oh, so maybe it is a Finnish thing. Maybe. What is things that are Finnish? I don't know. Shit me neither. Finland? Okay, so um, first of all, I hope she has to sit on this thing like a chicken um that's and doesn't go the lame ass heat lamp route it's weak
0: no that's i'm that's my that's what i'm thinking i'm i'm i really hope she tells her mom hey i gotta take a few weeks off and sit on this egg until it inevitably hatches um that's gonna be the only way it's gonna keep me under second
1: <laughs> second thought um what Will her being a gymnast have to do with this egg? That's because what I'm there's saying. There's absolutely no reason to make her a gymnast unless it's relevant. What's well, what I'm it's saying? Just like, sorry, no, God, no God. Jeff Goldblum's daughter and Lost World—they only made her a gymnast so she could eat a Velociraptor out of a window by doing the pole bar, the yeah. bar thing. Okay, there's there's no reason to make someone a gymnast unless it's plot relevant.
0: That's what I'm and saying, man. Okay, we should probably talk about how, how big do we think this egg is going to be? I'm thinking ostrich size egg, maybe like football, maybe. Actually, ostrich egg is probably about the size of a football, now that I think about it. I'm thinking about that big, because it would be really stupid if it was like a fucking chicken egg. That would be really disappointing.
1: Maybe it'll be a dinosaur.
0: Well, okay, so that's my... <laughs> I was going pterodactyl at first. That is the first thing that popped into my head. Um, She sits on this egg. Or, or an w- alien. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because if it's, an, you know, she's a gymnast. So the only reason to bring gymnast into that, in, in my theory, is for having to sit on it. Because, like, dude, you got to be flexible to, to sit that way. Like,
1: this is also you know? wildly assuming that she will, in fact, sit on it and not use the... Myriad of other methods to keep an egg or, warm.
0: Or she's going to try to use a heat lamp, but then she notices it's not doing well. I don't know how you notice an egg isn't doing well. And then she realizes, fuck, I have to like sit on this thing and make sure the whole thing is warm because heat lamp, not cutting it.
1: Or. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I had no word.
0: Okay, so number one thing that I want to emerge from this egg, definitely some sort of alien dinosaur would be top tier for me. Like, like I know it's not gonna happen, but I, I'm hoping it's some sort of like, I don't know, just some sort of crazy dinosaur, like a mammoth, woolly mammoth, that would be cool. Pterodactyl, or um, a fucking human, that would blow my brain. Oh my god, why is she hatching a human out of an egg? How is this happening? Um, I need some, I need some backstory on that.
1: Also, I'm really excited to see how she defeats it, I'm assuming, with her gymnastic skills. Because while that might work um, in shows where there are people or movies where there's people and you can punch them in the face to defeat them. I don't know what's coming out of an egg that you can gymnast to death. I mean,
0: depends on what kind of gymnast she is. You know what I mean? You know, is she? Ribbon twirler. Oh, then she's going to destroy that thing with some sort of lasso. Some loose string. Maybe Indiana Jones style, you know,
1: just... Some aggressive... With a bullwhip.
0: I don't know. I'm, I've am i got high hopes for this because uh, it's gonna it's probably going to go none of the ways we're talking about. Or it's going to be kind of like malignant where we're like, you know, we're kind of on the same page there. Um, so, yeah, that should be fun. I'm going to look for that for sure. Uh, it's probably going to be streaming for us because I, I do believe it is either finish or... Uh, nor Nor norwish what is it norse norwegian nor norse nordic i don't know those places i don't don't know geography somewhere in the
1: baltics
0: (laughs) all right so that's hatching i'll keep you posted on that when i find it for sure next movie that's coming out is a movie that uh i can there's already a lot of hate for it Uh, i can already tell i hate it it already because i see it all over social media but february 18th this year obviously We are getting a Netflix original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, hold on, hold on before you start, you know, throwing stones at it. Wait a second, because it's supposed to be based on the same timeline because it's set 50 years after the original movie and Leatherface has been in hiding. But then he returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. So uh, Ruth is a 25 year old San Francisco. Ruth is a twenty-five-year-old San Francisco money maker. There we go. Who drags her younger
1: nondescript money maker?
0: I, I thought it was just San Francisco. She makes
1: money moves. She, may,
0: yeah, uh, she doesn't need to dance. Um, who drags her youngster sister?
1: Youngster sister. Young,
0: younger teenage sister. Man, I still am struggling. I'm trying, guys. With her to Texas on a business trip. Out of fear of leaving her alone in the city, the younger sister, Lila, is an amateur photographer who is wheelchair bound, and it's not long until they're fighting for their lives against a 60 year old Leatherface. So I really like how they're throwing. I know, I know. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, I don't know why that's funny. It's Halloween, fucking Halloween, the remake. He's like 62, so.
1: No, it's not that. It's, um, nondescript money maker girl and her wheelchair sister fight old chainsaw wielding man it's just
0: what's not to like about that they're throwing well
1: first off i don't have much hope for lila
0: Uh, the, yeah, I mean, it didn't really work out for, you know, the guy, actually the guy in the wheelchair, if I'm remembering this right, there's so many fucking Texas chainsaws. I'm pretty sure the original, he makes it close to the end of the movie, but there's another guy in a wheelchair and that one, and I think that's kind of cool. They're throwing homage, but you know, I I know there's probably going to be a lot of hate towards that. Like, oh, they're ripping it off, but I like the homage to that. Um, but also, yeah, it's an old, it's an old other face. So it's like what they did with Halloween making Myers, this old dude, um, so he's probably pissed now because, you know, he's been hiding for so long. Also, that math doesn't track, though, because if he's been hiding for 50 years, how the f- he wasn't fucking 10. That doesn't make sense. It's
1: probably not set in current times then.
0: OK, that doesn't make sense. But also
1: <laughs> what? it wouldn't surprise me if they backdated it a little. Hmm. But also um, I find this plot confusing because it says a group of idealistic young friends and then only names assist. uh set of sisters so is it like two separate groups of people
0: well so there was two like descriptions for uh, it so i kind of just mashed them together because i liked how i liked how this one because how it starts where it ends in texas town that was just one description i just added the extra bottom piece because i wanted okay. to just flesh okay. it out a little bit more since this is you know kind of it's i'm i'm ready for it i, I mean I like. this
1: good that this has literally got two options. Either it's going to be really good or it's going to be really silly. And there is no in between.
0: Well, see, I'm thinking that they're coming back up. Because Texas Chainsaw kind of does this weird up and down thing. Like, one, Masterpiece, you know, like fucking fantastic. Two, is good, but for a different reason. Because it's so wacky. It's like Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. It's just it's just a lot wackier. And it's a lot more silly. Um, And then you have, you know, like... Text Chance all three new generation. That's kind of like down here, and then you go back up with the two thousand three one, and then you know. So I'm I'm thinking they're coming back up because I'm pretty sure the last one. Again, I can't remember. There's so many. I'm pretty sure the last one or two were just kind of like. Eh.
1: Look, I'm just saying. If anyone calls Leatherface, cuz I'm out. Why? Because that was dumb as hell.
0: Why is that dumb? It's, he's their cousin. That's like I f-
1: know, but it was like he was terrorizing me up this whole time. Oh, we're relate. Well, it's totally fine now, fam.
0: It's a weird thing to not want to happen, but I guess I understand. Um, it's silly. It is silly. Oh, shit. Sorry. This is directed by a man named David Blue Garcia. He's only done one other movie called Tejano, or Tejano, but he was also the cinematographer on Bloodfest, so that's cool. And this is starring, Jesus, uh, Alicia Krieg and Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher is uh, was in Bo Burnham's eighth grade movie and then she's actually going to be in another one down the way but yeah i'm looking forward to it i always enjoy when they rehash um you know texas chainsaw or whatever because they haven't done a nightmare on elm street in a while and the last one they did was really bad and uh friday the 13th is still just fucking in court so that's cool so anytime like a classic you know comes back around i'm like fuck it let's just watch it because i'm never never gonna get a friday the 13th ever again it's fine Uh, So that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre again to just confuse people like scream. They're just naming it the same thing. So not confusing at all. Thank you for always being confusing. Let's go down to this one is sounds amazing. And I just found this one today as well. So uh, fucking have at
1: it. So this one is. What? I'm talking in a normal voice. Stop telling me to talk louder. Okay. So at uh February on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, we will be graced by a film called Studio Six Six Six. Bitchin'. Okay, uh it's a... Uh, the bitchin' not in the title. I just want to be clear about that. Um No it, it is, I see it right there. Legendary rock band Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history. I'm I'm on board. Uh <laughs> to record their much anticipated tenth album. Once in the house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces and th- uh, that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. Okay, so this is directed by B.J. McDonnell, and this is his first feature film, but he has 172 credits, mostly in camera and electrical. Um, this electrical is Electrical department. Yeah, it didn't. I think that went without saying, but you said it. Just so. electrics. Um, starring Jenna Ortega, Will Forte, and Jeff Garland.
0: And obviously the band members themselves. Those are uh, just the they,
1: No, Jenna Ortega will be playing Dave Grohl in this film. Shut it. <laughs> um, I I'm don't so, know what this is, but I'm it sounds so, good, so I'm on board. I'm so, I read this today, and I was
0: just filled with happiness and glee. Just like, oh my God, I never... Never knew I needed this in my life. And here we are 100% going to watch this. Probably coming to streaming. If it goes to theaters, I'm going to see that shit immediately. Uh, But yeah, I figured you'd enjoy that because that just sounds so wildly ridiculous. For sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Let's see here. So on March seventeenth, twenty 2022. Oh, I probably should have prefaced this whole episode. I'm so sorry. Me take two you seconds. You did
1: preface a lot. No,
0: I mean, like, let me take two seconds. This is all stuff that I've found on my you know, like, I, we that me and you have found. We put together on a list, like, this isn't none of this is like fact, you know what I mean? I just went off of uh completed filming and post production, so and also the, the days may change as well. So, this is a very kind of loosely interpreted list. So, please don't please don't hate me if none of this, stuff you, actually... know,
1: you know, you went through a whole thing about these and their releases and how that all works right.
0: No, I know, I'm just saying like, this isn't like. You know, there's, none of these are all one hundred percent happening. I, I just, I don't, I didn't say that part of it.
1: I don't um, think anybody's gonna come for you if the dates move and the I film mean, falls through. I'm
0: just saying because there's actually one that was on the uh, last year's list that still hasn't come out. <laughs> so we'll get to that eventually. But uh, May seventh or March seventeenth, twenty twenty two, a movie called Speak No Evil. It's apparently a year uh, for foreign movies, which is awesome because this is about a Danish family who visits a Dutch family. Uh, when the, oh wait, Jesus, why that is a dumb sentence. A Danish family visits a Dutch family they met on a holiday.
1: Yeah, Anyways, so they were both on vacation, I know, they, just, they met each it other. It was
0: just a weird way to phrase that. What was supposed to be an idyllic weekend slowly starts unraveling as the Danes try to stay polite in the face of unpleasantness. Very, very,
1: uh, I'm scared.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, there's not a that's all you get with this. And there's not much else explanation, but um, two rival families. I don't know. Um, I
1: really hope this is horror in the face of um, social faux pas and it, and not actual horror.
0: Yeah. It kind of sounds like the invitation in a sense where everyone gets invited to dinner and then it slowly starts unraveling through the night. And then by the end, it's like opens up to this whole crazy shit. Sounds like that, but much more like uh, territorial and family wise. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean?
1: Uh, see, I was reading it more as like, um, oh, crap, we walked into this family shit show. I guess we'll pretend we're not noticing the awkwardness. Oh, true. That's why I said I really hope this is a horror film only in the face of social faux pas. Um, it's not actually horror unless you are horrified by social etiquette or hmm. lack thereof. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Uh, I guess I could see that. It's directed by a man named Christian Taftrup. Sorry if I butchered that. Hasn't really done. He's done nothing I heard of or you heard of and starring people that we haven't heard of because it's like Danish or Dutch or something. So I'm not going to know any of that stuff. Um, So let's move on to the next one. Also coming out the uh, same day.
1: Uh, Yep. The movie is called Unwelcome. Londoners Maya and Jamie escape their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland only to discover malevolent murderous goblins goblins. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, lurking in the gnarled ancient woods at the foot of their new garden when heavily pregnant Maya's relationship with a local family turns sour. Who or what will come to rescue her and what extremes will she go to per- to protect her unborn child? Okay. Uh directed Goblins by man. um
0: It's probably Josh <laughs> or John, I don't know.
1: John or Josh Wright Fuck. who did Grabbers <laughs> uh, Austin forgot a letter somewhere in there. Damn it. Um starring Hannah John Kamen We got that letter in there. Uh Calm meat, Calm Meanie. Yeah. And Douglas John Booth. Um this sounds like it would be fun. I hope it's more of a fantasy horror and less of a the real horror is the village.
0: No, uh, it's actually John, but it's J O N, not J O H N or Josh. So it's just John. Sorry, John. Jacob
1: Jingleheimer Schmidt.
0: His name is my name too. Uh, yeah, goblins. They you had me at murderous goblins.
1: You don't get to see a lot of goblins. No, so I'm on. I'm on board.
0: I mean, you have hobgoblins. You have uh, leprechaun. That's a leprechaun, not really necessarily. That, that's a... not
1: a goblin at all. And well, if we a, count hobgoblins a... as goblins, then we are screwed on goblin quality. You know what I'm
0: saying? I mean, whatever, man, you whatever hobgoblin. So there, what? what is what does hobgoblin even mean? If it's not a goblin,
1: it means sad puppets, low budget.
0: That's what hobgoblins mean. Absolutely. Fucking look it up on Webster's. You're a liar. <laughs> I honestly want, want to know what the definition of a hobgoblin is. Is it like the opposite of a goblin? Is it the is it like a goblin's inverse? I guess that would be the same thing. Just said the same thing twice in different ways. I'm killing it. Are you really looking up hobgoblin on on Webster's right now? On <laughs> Webster. Yeah, Webster. That's the fucking dictionary. All right. What, okay. is, what, is, what is a hobgoblin? The
1: difference between a goblin and a hobgoblin. Um, while a goblin is often portrayed in folklore as a grotesque, evil, and malicious creature, a hobgoblin tends to traffic more mischief than malice.
0: So it's the same creature, just different fucking like d- like priorities.
1: Yeah, like the character. <laughs> That's so cool. I guess they're saying the character Puck in A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, could be deemed a hobgoblin because he's a, um, but he's a fawn, so I don't understand that.
0: That's so funny. Okay, so it's literally the same, like animal, whatever you want to call it, creature, but they just have different priorities. I've got different fucking uh, different directive I'm going or direction I'm going in.
1: Yeah, unless we're talking about <laughs> Spider Man, then it's like a whole other deal. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Um. All right, you just did unwelcome. All right, April for April foist 2022, a movie called you won't be alone set in an isolated mountain village in the 19th century Macedonia. This follows a young girl who is kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit curious about life as a human. The young witch accidentally kills a peasant in the nearby village and then takes her victim's shape to live life in her skin. Fucking yikes. Her curiosity ignited, she continues to wield this horrific power in order to understand what it means to be human. Sounds fucking sick, dude. That's metal.
1: That sounds like fun.
0: Directed by Goran Stolvesk. Stola- Stolavesk- Stolveski. Stolveski. There we go. You got there. <laughs> uh, some of these names are hard. Who hasn't done anything we've heard of. Again, starring more people that we haven't heard of because I'm pretty sure this is also didn't look at I didn't get too deep into like where these were filmed at, but this just sounds like something that would probably be foreign uh probably Russian that would be tight I don't see a lot of Russian movies but uh yeah that sounds fun and again it's uh we got witches so far we've got vampires so far what else do we have goblins this year got a lot of fun stuff How coming this How many times way.
1: did you put the black phone in here
0: Does it where is it Oh shit
1: Oh you probably had oh, the original I had date Oh damn Sorry. it damn it They did recent uh, you probably just typed the new date in there, but then I did and then I didn't and then delete in, it. Yeah.
0: So uh, coming up next is a movie called the black phone. Oh, that sounds
1: interesting and new. <laughs> no,
0: I'm just kidding. All right. So those are all the movies with like hard release dates. Those are all, yeah, I should have known something was off when it went from January to fucking June. Uh, so yeah, again, those are all the ones I could find. Um, I guess Halloween kills could be thrown in there, but there's not a solid date yet because it's either still filming or it's in post-production still. So, unless it's completed, you're really not going to have a release date. So, those are all these solid release dates I could find for the year. Now, let's go to the stuff that is expected this year. Some I thought of the-
1: Halloween Kills was this year.
0: I mean, it is this year, but there's not a hard date. No, no. I
1: mean, last year. What the hell did we see last Or Halloween year? Ends. Whatever. I was going to say, Halloween ends, didn't whatever. we see that? I'm whatever. confused. Whatever. The
0: next one. Yeah. There's just no hard dates. It's, it's you know, we'll get to it. But uh, So, these are ones that are expected this year and have a, have a date they are expected by. So, hit it.
1: Okay. Okay. So so uh stop it this one is supposedly um on the 22nd of this month um nanny aisha oh you said that already nanny that's the name
0: that's the name sorry yeah. the
1: way that was typed I totally was reading that wrong uh aisha an immigrant nanny piecing together a new life in New York City while caring for her or caring for the child of an Upper East Side family is forced to confront a concealed truth that threatens to shatter her precarious American dream. That could be anything.
0: Yeah. There's, There's a like lot. a There's truth
1: a- with the family, a truth with uh, herself. <laughs> It's so vague. <laughs> I don't like it so vague. I feel like they should Plot, have like insinuated a little bit. Plots
0: are supposed to be vague, though.
1: Not that fucking vague. Like, a, forced to conceal... Uh, to confront a concealed truth with her family or with herself. That but, could do. That's probably, like, the twist on the movie. If they, I
0: guarantee you that is a twist. Where she's like, you know, moment of clarity. Oh, shit, I have to do this. Oh,
1: she's uh, living a good life, but it turns out that uh, her... Um, Rich-ass uh, bosses, in fact, um, spend all of their time deporting immigrants.
0: Okay. Anyways, um, who uh, does things at the bottom there?
1: Okay. Uh, directed by Nikiato Jusu.
0: Yeah. That, your, gu- your guess is and, as good as mine. Uh,
1: this is her first feature. Congratulations. Um, starring Michelle Monaghan. Yes. Anna Diop. Diop. Uh and Felicia Rashad.
0: Shel Monaghan, you might know from Eagle Eye. It's a good one with Shia LaBouffe. No. Nope.
1: Okay, anyways, nope. and Got then it.
0: Felicia Rashad is from uh I believe she was from the Cosby show.
1: Oh well, that sounds familiar. Theo!
0: No. What? I don't support the man. I'm just saying a quote. Ooh, that was <laughs>
1: Excuse me. Sorry everybody. <laughs> that
0: was healthy. I'll cut that out. It's fine.
1: Um okay. Just Look, that was several composited together.
0: Yeah, we gotta stop drinking soda when we do the podcast and drink False. drink every anything besides that. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of like a very just you know like a very simple thing, plot, whatever. It's vague. Very vague. I don't really have any. I don't know. I have nothing. I have no feelings for this movie. <laughs> I'll watch it though. You know, I'll watch anything that comes out for that year in horror that I can find. So. That is Nanny. Just just Nanny. No Fran Drescher. Drescher. What is it? Dresser? Drescher? Dresser,
1: And it's also The Nanny. Hey. So
0: That's not like Peter Griffin. All
1: right. It's your turn. All right.
0: Expected April 28th this year. A movie called Abby Abizou?
1: Abizou.
0: Abizou. Yeah, that one. A family struggling with loss finds themselves at the mercy of an ancient demon trying to destroy them from the inside. Fuck yeah, let's go! It's fucking demons. I'm ready. Directed by Oliver. Ooh, excuse me. Either Oliver or Olivier. I might have spelled that wrong. Wow, I really suck at this. Park Olivier. Who is, Olivier. Who? Uh, he's only done one movie, and then again, starring more people that I don't fucking know because it's it's foreign. And I'm not mad about that. I am very excited about all of these future potential foreign horror movies coming out this year. So, yes, ready to go. Take it away with the next one, lady. All right. You got uh, this.
1: I know, but uh, you, you I, fer- I read that two seconds ago and then I laughed about it. Okay, so this one's coming out supposedly July 22nd. Um, the movie's called Nope. And much on the theme with the title, there is no description. Um, it is the next film by Jordan Peele. Um, it's going to have Kiki Palmer, Michael Wincott, Steve Yoon, and Daniel Kaluuya. Um, great cast. Uh, yeah, much like um, us or Get Out. There's there's really no physical way to know what the plot's going to be. Um, well, it's,
0: it's it's being spit like. Purposefully not, of course. Yeah, it's Jordan Peele. You know, like
1: he likes to keep it cryptic. Um, and much like, um, his other movies, we're really not going to know till we get a trailer, and then even then, we're really not going to know. He nope. likes to keep the plots really secretive and vague. And um, I do know that someone thought that maybe uh it would be a sequel to one of the others, but it is highly unlikely. Um, the only thing we know is that there is a poster of a town that seems to be set in the middle of nowhere in a like a rural kind of area near some mountains that's all lit up and there is a um a string of almost like bunting um a
0: string of bunting what the hell is that
1: it's decoration
0: oh i, I was thinking bun cake i was nope. like it's a string, string of cakes.
1: Right? um but uh or pennants On a string um, that leads up to a cloud, almost like a kite.
0: Yeah. So it's either uh, aliens, I'm assuming. I don't know. End of the world. I don't know. dome
1: situation.
0: Don't know. But yeah. No way to tell. That's kind of the issue I have with Jordan Peele is he he lets you... (laughs) you got to give people something so they know what the movie is about. Cause you know, with get out and us, you really weren't sure. And it just kind of led me to overhype them. Cause I'm like, this looks so mysterious and interesting. And then they ultimately kind of just fell flat for me, like not disrespecting how they were made. They look beautiful and the acting is fantastic, but I, I build them up in my head. Cause I'm like, there's no information about this. Like, like you know it's well, hard. Set
1: the bar low for yourself this I w- time. No, trust um, me, I'm
0: going into this one with zero expectations.
1: And um since my favorite thing to do is wildly guess at the plot, uh, based on the title Nope, um, and based on his previous films, I'm going to guess this is a situation where someone immediately senses something is wrong and tries to exit the situation. Like they're pretty much like, Nope, I'm leaving. And they can't seem to do that despite their best efforts to get out of a situation that they know is dangerous. Oh
0: my God. It it was so it's like, okay, it's like the village, but you find out the twist in like the first 15 minutes and they're like, what the fuck I need to get out of here. Like something in that kind of vein. Okay. All right. There's actually a black mirror episode like that where they're trapped not trapped, but they're into this dome or something like that. And they're, they're matched up with certain people, but these two people want to be together so they leave their i don't know there's a black mirror episode kind of yeah vaguely with what you're talking about yay i mean that that makes the most sense that's that that's, uh, yeah i'm going to i'm going to agree with you on that one i don't have hey, any, I, I, don't did ha- it. I don't have any other theories on that okay your turn all right september 9th we have dark harvest allegedly um, this is about a legendary monster called October boy who terrorizes residents in a small midwestern town when he rises from the cornfields every Halloween with his butcher knife and makes his way towards those who are brave enough to confront him. 100% yes, Um, and I'll tell you why, because people involved, dope as fuck. Directed by a man named David Slade, who did Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, and also 30 Days of Night, and also Hard Candy. Those are three slappers like those are three movies that slap hardcore. yeah this movie should be real creepy Um, starring Elizabeth Reeser Luke Kirby and Jeremy Davies uh, you'd probably recognize them if you saw their faces but I am so about this movie I mean it's like it's like uh, Pennywise except every fucking year I come out with a butcher knife and uh, stalk you down in the cornfields totally did not mean to make that pun but I did so there's that that was free I was on the house um, all right, let's go Yikes. to the next one. You are up. Okay, so um,
1: I'm looking up something for this. God, so that was rude. Okay, so on September 9th, we are looking for another Salem's Lot. Um, I personally be excited for this one because I have watched uh the 2004 miniseries, um, and that was a fun time. That one had Rob Lowe in it. Um, so Ben Mears, a writer who spent part of his childhood in Jerusalem's Lot, Maine, also known as Salem's Lot, has returned after 25 years to write a book about the long-abandoned Marston House where he had a bad experience as a child. He soon discovers that an ancient evil has also come to town and it's turning the residents into vampires. He vows to stop the plague of undead and save the town. Woo! Um All right, so this was directed by Gary Doberman, who also did Annabelle Comes Home and is starring a couple recognizable faces like William Sadler and Bill Camp. Um, Now, I'm personally looking forward to this one because there was this period of time where uh, sci-fi would show this, and then they would also have um, Mercy Hospital and... uh, The Long long Storm? Whatever. Um, But they were like Stephen King TV series, Rose Red, all that. And I used to, anytime one of those was on, I was like, I was invested. Was I scared? Yes. But I watched them anyway, so I'm always looking forward to that. Plus, you know how I love watching vampire things.
0: Yeah, and that would be the second vampire of the year, according to the list we have here. So, uh, the next one I'm going to call as probably going to be, if not my favorite, top five of the year. And let me explain to you why. It's a movie uh, coming out supposedly on September 23rd called Don't Worry Darling.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's about it's a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. Now, getting very like Stepford Wives, Stepford Wives vibes off of this. That was really tough to say. Uh, but the reason why I'm excited about that, because really that doesn't sound like a very interesting plot. I mean, it does, but it doesn't uh, because it's directed by Olivia Wilde. Uh, she also did a movie called Smart. She also has plenty of acting credits as well. Uh, it's also starring... Faux show. Yes, faux show. Also starring Gemma Chan, Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, Nick Kroll. And like, what? Fucking What? Those are some seriously awesome names. And uh, when you put all of those people into this world, it totally fits. And it, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a bop. I think this whole movie is going to be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm personally also looking forward to seeing that. Um, you know, Florence Pugh has been crushing it recently, so I'm excited yeah. to see what else she'll do. Killing Plus, it, the dude. rest of the cast is excellent. So um,
0: yeah. are you kidding me? We got No l-
1: complaints here.
0: Yeah, I love Jim. I love. I literally love all of them. It's funny because Nick Kroll is a comedian. I know I put them in there twice. I wasn't paying attention today, but uh, Nick Kroll is a comedian who does, I think he's on a show called Loudmouth or Big Mouth, which is that. Um, I think he's in that show. But yeah, I know he's a funny comedian. So you have all these serious, um, all these serious actors, and you throw him in there. That should be Big Mouth. Yes. Yeah, Big Mouth. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that he's going to be in this because he's done some really wacky, silly shit.
1: He also voices Gunter and Sing.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was that. That I was trying to think of who it was, but I couldn't remember off the tip of my tongue, and I wasn't gonna go in looking for it. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um. But yeah. So he's a funny, silly guy, and I feel like he's gonna be the, uh, you know, the the comic relief in this, because this is obviously like a horror drama. So I feel like he's gonna be the, uh, like I said, the just the the silly, goofy guy. So uh, that is. Don't worry, darling. September twenty third. Let's go on. This is actually working out perfectly. This it works out perfectly every year we do this. With, I wanted to do this one, you wanted to do that one, so.
1: Yeah. Um, October 14th, supposedly, we'll get supposedly. Halloween ends, and for the love of God, if they're going to keep doing what they did in the last one, that's fine. No. If it ends.
0: Oh, no. If, if, I, um, if Tommy comes back, and if I hear Evil Dies Tonight one time, I'm Evil walking, Dies Tonight! I'm fucking walking out if they uh, say that one goddamn time.
1: Um, The saga of Michael Myers and Lori Strode. Oh, so she'll be in this one. Uh comes to Spine Chilling Climax in the final installment of the franchise directed by David Gordon Green who did the first two and was apparently drunk during the second one and starring <laughs> the main people from the first two installments so uh, Laurie Strode Judy Greer and they're in Laurie Strode cast I know really yeah,
0: Laurie Strode yeah so Laurie, Laurie Strode. Strode playing Laurie Strode
1: fine <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis you Jesus. butt munch um, yeah <laughs> frankly they have a lot of ground to make up it felt the second one felt like a filler movie, so they really gotta, yep.
0: they really gotta, really
1: gotta bring it back round and possibly put Jamie Lee Curtis in more than fifteen minutes.
0: Yeah, because if it wasn't for people like, or if it wasn't for, um, oh god damn, it, the sheriff who gets shot. And gets put in a bed right next to her. She would have no purpose in this movie. She was literally there because someone else just happened to be in the same room as her.
1: Oh, he didn't get shot. He got stabbed by the doctor.
0: Yeah, that's how the movie opens. It's him because, you know, he got stabbed or whatever. Uh, But yeah, utilize, I almost said Strode more, utilize Curtis a little bit more in this one. And uh, bring back what was awesome about the first one. We should act like the second one just did not exist. I'm gonna when I watch them, I'm gonna go from one to kills and just disregard ends. It was so bad. Kills. God damn it, kills.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, here's to hoping. A <sighs> little guys. nervous now. I
0: know I'm. <laughs> I'm uneasy going into this one. I will not be buying a shirt beforehand. Uh, the next, uh, the next one coming out is actually, okay. So now we're getting into the movies that don't have a release date. They are just expected this year. They are either filming post-production or completed. Uh, this one is called the cello Uh, An aspiring cellist learns that the cost of his cello is a lot more insidious than he thought. Again, this is one that doesn't sound interesting at all. And then you look at who is in this and I'm so ready because you have, Directed by Darren Lynn Bousman. That name should mean something to you if you listen to this podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, he is heavily involved in the Saw movies. So that is where my love for Darren Lynn Bousman comes into play. Well, Who dat? I'm just Shut saying. it. It's also starring Michael Irons and fucking Tobin Bell. I'm ready. I, my, my body is ready for this movie. I don't I don't need anything more than that to come from this movie. I will be there watching at home in the theater Wherever it's wherever it's happening, I'll be there. So I'm excited for that. Oh, I want to do that one. You want to do this one? Yeah. What about this one?
1: But I want to do that
0: one. You rather do that one than this one? Yeah. Fine. Then you do the next two. I'll do the next two.
1: Okay. I have to. Oh, shut up. Oh, okay. So do the next one. That's what I just said. Okay. <laughs> do um. Two. This one uh is supposed to be coming to HBO Max. Evil Dead Rise a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as, yes, just like that, <laughs> as they face the most nightmarish versions of family imaginable. Okay. Oh, wow, really? Um, directed by Lee Cronin, who did The Hole in the Ground and starring some people who have not done much. I was really hoping
0: to see maybe Raimi. I don't know. Maybe a Campbell thrown in there. Nope. not Nada. So I don't We're know. We're really just going to have to see. I know. Um, they might be added later or something. I mean, I feel like you kind of owe it to them. <laughs> just saying.
1: Yeah. This, I mean, not to say I don't like the uh, Evil Dead remake. I like it on its own, separate from the original franchise. Um,
0: oh, the one from 2013? Yeah. I like oh, it that's on my, its own. It's my favorite one.
1: But I don't really, in my head, I don't really consider it part of the franchise. I feel like it's its own thing. Um, But this kind of feels like another round of, yeah, we're just going to say Evil Dead. And it's totally in the same universe now that we've just called it Evil Dead. And um, it's like, guys, either make it part of the damn franchise or... Make it something else. It's like I feel like they're just trying to call it Evil Dead so they can use Deadites because they're such fun characters to work with. Yeah,
0: um, I don't know. It so does, I'm hoping
1: it'll be better than that.
0: It does credit Sam Raimi uh, as as the writer, but only in the sense of that it was create You know. Yeah. So it doesn't. Creator. That
1: could. I mean Stanley's so, cre- credited as a writer on like all the damn Marvel movies it doesn't mean he worked yeah. on the script.
0: And honestly all these fucking kids that are in this I, they all look I, they all look annoying. I don't know.
1: So we'll just have to see hopefully it is not a like I said, I still like the Evil Dead from 2013, but I don't want it to be another round of, oh, we're calling it Evil Dead, but it's like its own separate thing. We don't need several movies like that. Well, one yeah, is fine.
0: But yeah, because I was going to say the re- you know, the it was a remake. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it is its own thing for sure. But at least that still had. It still kept the story pretty, pretty true. Yeah. For the and, most part, it had a lot of callbacks, you know, to the originals, which was Yeah, nice. but we don't
1: need multiple movies that are like, oh, we're doing our own Evil Dead thing. No, you can't take someone else's thing and call it, this is my own thing.
0: Yeah, I don't want another... Um like what happened with paranormal. I swear to God, every time I say that, paranormal, paranormal activity. Next of kin. Yeah, I don't want another, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want this to just be a thing where people are attaching their names to this movie or you know, to a franchise when it really has nothing to do with it.
1: Because you could really just call it your own thing and people would enjoy it. Like we both agreed. If we hadn't thought it was a paranormal activity movie the whole time, we'd oh, yeah. have liked Next of Kin more. But you put paranormal activity on it. Did not do the same vibes as paranormal activity weren't remotely related and then you're like well what was the point of calling it paranormal activity yeah
0: so let's not have another case of that but we'll see um i'm still excited because you know evil you know evil dead so we'll we'll see what's going on with that uh, yep. oh you're doing the next one too so i
1: am mostly because i'm excited this is my favorite stephen king book so um it's Firestarter. i have been dying for them to do a movie for this one for years are well, um, uh, you
0: like a more pro- not,
1: that, no. not, not that I hadn't seen the original, but I had read the book first, so I had always really liked the book, and I knew there was a movie, but I wanted an updated one because um, even though I've seen the original movie with Drew Barrymore, and I do love that movie, I really want a movie where they have the effects and, why, and where the only Native American character is played by a Native American man.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that they whitewashed that game. They did. Do I that. told my sister, I'm like, yeah,
1: the guy who played Patton uh, plays Rainburton. She's like, he does.
0: Yeah. Um, thank, thank you. Nineties Hollywood for that fucking gem. That was great. As we
1: all know, there were no Native American actors. None available. Working in nope. the nineties. Yeah. Um. So unless they were working as tropes yeah seriously and then, and then what our stereotypes i guess yeah. so and then they were available like american. even in
0: wayne's world they kind of use him as a trope you know what i mean they use the, the native american who get you know because they after well they, i guess this was after is that the end of wayne's world too when he and the, all the trash is all over the place and the Indian doing the crying thing i mean that kind of i would consider native that kind american. of sorry 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 native american that's kind of a trope you know what i mean so yeah i kind of just used his as tropes but We'll actually get a Native American person to play in this one. Um, I didn't.
1: There are several of them working in Hollywood actively. Just throwing it out there. Um, all right. So after being and we actually reviewed this. So if you heard that episode, you already know what the plot of this is, and you should read the book too. Um, book is
0: fantastic. Yeah, it's my book favorite. Is great
1: because not only is it a really interesting story, and it plays on the whole um idea of the uh, government experiments for uh, ESP. But it's the only one where there's no creepy, gross sexual stuff going on. In fact, they explicitly yeah. say that when one guy's getting kind of weird towards the main girl, he's like, this isn't a sexual thing. Just so we're clear.
0: Yeah, this is the yeah one of the only books that I've read of Stephen King that does not go into excruciating detail over women's breasts.
1: Yeah, and that was nice (laughs) because uh, don't don't need that ever. I think there was one boob description in it while someone was high on drugs, and uh, that was about it. And uh, that makes it more palatable because Stephen King, nobody needs that much info. No, we really don't. After being experimented on by secret government entity called The Shop, Andy McGee develops psychic powers and meets the love of his life. Together, they have a daughter with a power of her own, and The Shop will stop at nothing to get them back. This will be directed by Keith Thomas, who did The Vigil and starring Zac Efron as Andy McGee. And since he's matured as an actor, I'm actually really looking forward to him playing this role.
0: Well, it's just like uh, uh, Pattinson, you know what I mean? After he did Twilight movies, he's done plenty of other solid fucking movies, and I'm very excited to see him as the Batman. Yeah, like uh, really,
1: if you pigeonhole them to the roles they did when they were younger, then we're all screwed there. I mean, like, you got to let them mature, and he's done some really good roles. I mean, mostly comedy, but he's done some good serious roles, and I really look forward to it.
0: That's fair. Um, I'm going to go through these two quickly because one I don't care about and the other one I also don't care about. I'm just letting you guys know. Uh, So uh, apparently, I think this was on the docket last year. I've been seeing this for a while now, so I really don't know how true this is, but we're supposed to be getting a reboot of Hellraiser, which I believe is supposed to come straight to Hulu. Um, Zul, can you please be normal for fucking an hour, man? No. (laughs) So it's the reboot of the 1987 horror film about an evil creature who summoned, who was summoned from another dimension. Now the only reason I'm excited for this is the fact that apparently David Bruckner is is involved, who who did the ritual, and uh, it's starring a female as Pinhead. Her name is Jamie Clayton. So those are the two reasons why I'm excited. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um. So yeah. Other than that, don't really care. Um. Next up we've got Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Uh the only reason I don't care about this is because of the whole thing with the director. Uh, I, I still love 1 and 2.
1: But, but I I'm, per- ba- I'm, I'm pretty people.
0: sure he's let me double check or could you double check real quick? I'm pretty sure he's doing this and I'm like why are why is Hollywood still letting this man fucking work? Can we Why can is we-
1: Chris Brown still working? We have questions.
0: Yeah, can we just not let this director work? Uh, and we also tried, we tried watching the third one when it first came out and we got 10 minutes in and I was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm done. And we just remember that when we turned it off, we, we, co- yeah, no, we collectively we, both were just like, nope.
1: Uh, it doesn't appear as he's, he's not listed as oh, part thank of God. this project. Okay. But, so then um, maybe
0: I'll check this one out, but, but um, yeah,
1: he honestly needs to be not doing be not, things, yeah, but so. yeah, um, that third one was both bizarre and bad and weird that it got released after everything about him. So.
0: Yeah. So this one is uh, forced to travel with her boyfriend Lane. Uh, She <laughs> whoever she is, she begins to experience. She pre- is Lane's girlfriend. I know. I guess I, there was either no name or I missed it. So lady nondescript lady begins to experience premonitions associated with the urban myth of the creeper. Lane believes that something supernatural has been summoned and that she is the center of all of it. Oh, oh her, her name, name is, Lane. is Lane.
1: We don't know her boyfriend's name. Oh, okay. Hello? That, yeah, that
0: could have that you know, that name can kind of go both ways. I wasn't sure. I thought Lane was I thought Lane was a boyfriend. Uh directed by Timo something. I do not want to butcher your name. He hasn't done much and also again, the theme of the year is starring a whole bunch of people that we've never heard of. We're going to skip this one because this one is um That's still in pre-production, so I don't want to bother with that one. So let's go to this one.
1: Oh, lovely, dark, and deep. And I have miles to go before I sleep. Okay. It's a poem. Jeez. Uh, Lovely, dark, and deep. Lennon, a new backcountry ranger, travels alone through the dangerous wilderness, hoping to uncover the origins of a tragedy that has haunted her since she was a child. Directed by Teresa Sutherland, who hasn't done a whole lot... Um, with a bunch of people that we haven't heard of, Yay. um, and, but that is a poem. So, uh, that comes up in, um, okay. death proof. I
0: believe you. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's a movie that's probably coming up. Um, this one, I'm, uh, I'm ready for this one. It's called my best friend's exorcism. Yeah. The year is 1988 high school sophomores, Abby and Gretchen have been best friends since fourth grade But after an evening of skinny dipping goes disastrously wrong, Gretchen begins to act different. She's moody. She's irritable. And bizarre incidents keep happening whenever she's nearby. Abby's investigation leads her to some startling discoveries. And by the time their story reaches its terrifying conclusion, the fate of Abby and Gretchen will be determined by a single question. Is their friendship powerful enough to beat the devil?
1: Um, I like that that is a nod to those old movie titles like My Best Friend is a Vampire or those kinds of titles that are always silly. So this will, I hope, will be a comedy because um, I probably feel like you wouldn't name it that if it wasn't supposed to be funny.
0: It's directed by a man named Damon Thomas, who's done more TV than anything and starring Christopher Lowell and again, Elsie Fisher. She's in another movie. Up. There. So let's go to the next one because we are running out
1: of time. Okay. So next one is Orphan First Kill. You have questions. We have questions. (laughs) An unhinged woman named Lena Claimer, Claimer, orchestrates a brilliant escape from an Estonian insane asylum and travels to America by stealing the identity of a missing daughter of a wealthy family. However, Lena's new life as Esther comes with an unexpected wrinkle. And pits her against a mother who will do anything to protect her family at any cost. So, if you've seen the original Orphan, you know the whole deal. Um, It is extremely confusing that they are doing this um, because uh, she's older. Oh, can
0: I I tell you why this is funny to me? Why? Well, it's because... Sorry, did you have something else you want to say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, at the time of filming the first movie, Elizabeth Furman was 11 years or 12 years old. So, it was about... A nine-year-old who was... Oh, shit. I can't really give that That's away. That's why I'm being ah, vague about it. You're welcome. God damn um, it.
1: But again, damn what it. movie? What year did that come out?
0: 2009. That's why I want to just so say So it.
1: it's 2009, and she is playing a child. Um, and this is a prequel with the same actress. So regardless of the rest of the plot, it's still extremely funny for this girl who is now much older. She is a grown woman at this point to be playing a child who would be younger than she was in the first film.
0: Can I just say it?
1: No. It's been, dude, it's been almost 10. Some people haven't seen that. I didn't see it till like two years ago.
0: It's been 13 years. You've had time. I think we need to create a new rule here with spoiling stuff. With like, if it's been 10 years, we should be able to just spoil it.
1: Look, if you're, what, what, she's 25 now?
0: Uh, 97. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah.
1: yeah, you're like 24, 25 and you're paying a high schooler unrealistic but okay you're playing someone under the age of 10 no it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be so weird i'm ready for it. so Whatever. she's gonna be in this and julia styles because apparently julia styles likes to make the occasional horror film and it's gonna be directed by william brent bell who also did the boy they boy can you stop
0: fucking like calling out every grammatical error that i put in there just read it and act proofread like, this shit i have dude i don't have time to proofread this shit good god you kill me man they boy just, like can you just read it and, they orphan i swear to god i don't know why i don't even why they mad Fucking, I'm going to just mute you. I'll do the rest of this myself.
1: I'll just yell into your microphone from over here. Anyways, the
0: next next movie is a movie called Outpost, uh, a nightmare on a mountain about a woman fighting demons where the demons are winning. Fucking, all right, whatever. I'm in. You had me at demons. This is directed by a man named Joe Lo Trigulio. Ooh, that's fun. uh, Well, okay, so you don't know the name because I didn't know the name. I mean, if you do... Tight, but I didn't know the name. But he's a guy. He was the guy in Superbad that picks up uh, Seth and uh, whatever Jonah and whatever their names are. He picks them up. He's that really dorky guy that brings them to the party. And then every when he gets to the party, everyone's like, "Why the fuck are you here?" He's been in so much shit. He was in I Love You, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's this al- is awesome. This is awesome from I Love You, man. Countless other things. Bob's Burgers. He's also
1: in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, he's in not- Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah,
0: so he's directing this. So I'm- All right. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's also starring Dallas Roberts and Dylan Baker again. Uh, you'd probably know them more by their face, but the names can be recognizable as well. So that sounds fun. Again, you, you had me at Demon, so I'm I'm ready to go for Outpost.
1: All right, Prey, this will be on Hulu, the origin story of the predator, oh, and the world of Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth, directed by Dan Trey. Trachtenberg, Trachtenberg
0: Trachtenberg who, who
1: did Clover 10 Cloverfield Lane starring a few people that we don't really recognize I hope to god they did their research about the was it the Comanche nation I don't know yeah the Comanche nation I really hope to god they're just not uh doing a vague general sort of ah they're Native Americans we've done it and they're actually gonna do it accurately we can only hope yeah well hey I heard that when they did uh Mulan this woman literally dissected how like her outfit was from like seven different several different dynasties and it didn't make sense or like I don't know what she's wearing because she's dressed in four different dynasties at once like weird googling is hard these days
0: I don't make the movies I just watch them
1: fire anybody who can't do historical accuracy at this point Google exists motherfucker.
0: It's not always right, though. Uh, next one we have is called Shut In. A single mom does everything she can to save her children after she is held captive. Directed by DJ Caruso, who did Eagle Eye. That came up earlier in the episode. And starring Rainy Quali and Jake How- Horowitz. Sounds kind of like The Room, um, except they escape like in the first 10 minutes. And uh, then she doesn't know what to do. So that sounds fun. Uh, so let's get on. There's only a couple more here. We got like like three or four I'm more. Scroll ping
1: pong. Oh, I just I just read this IMDb page um, because uh, Amazon won't stop giving me ads for it while I'm watching Buffy.
0: Oh, it's giving you ads for this.
1: Yeah. Are you sure? One hundred percent. Because I was like, oh, I because I knew there was going to be say a new when Buffy it's coming out. I don't remember, oh, it, but it's giving ads for it. Oh, um, shit, okay. Slayers, a group of superstar influencers are drawn to a reclusive billionaire's mansion only to find themselves trapped in the lair of an evil an- vampire. Vampire. The only way out is to be saved by a fam- famous online gamer and an old school vampire hunter. Yes, it has yeah. Abigail Breslin. No, no, sorry. I'm thinking of another movie, but I just, I looked this up because I saw her, um, Wreck somebody's day online. Uh, directed by K. Asher Levin, who is, hasn't done much in the way of movies and starring Abigail Breslin and Malin Ackerman. Malin
0: Ackerman. Malin
1: Ackerman. She
0: is awesome.
1: Um, Shout out to Abigail Breslin for wrecking that bitch online today who said rude Can things about do. her father dying.
0: Oh, well, probably shouldn't do that. Make fun of your father dying, not not roast people. Roast people all day for doing that shit. That's, that's you un-
1: roast people who say your father didn't die of COVID. No. He died because he was weak.
0: Uh, wh- <laughs> wow. People are fucked up, man. There's a there's a nose booping me. Snap it.
1: It's your turn to get a visit. No, from go lay down. Troll.
0: We're almost done. Damn it. Dog. Then you love her.
1: Stupid dog. Okay. Let's uh, yes, Curse I know. Courage, the cowardly Whoa.
0: dog. Courage. A movie called Cowage. Swallowed <laughs> follows two best friends on their final night together with a nightmare of drugs, bugs and horrific intimacy.
1: I'm ready to so like bad sex or uh, oh, Jenna Malone.
0: Yeah, it's directed by a man named Carter Smith who did The Ruins, which is a which is a severely underrated movie from like 2008 and starring Jenna Malone and Mark Patton.
1: Well, I like Jenna Malone, so I am on board.
0: I like Mark Patton, so the this one, okay, so this next one is in pre-production, but it sounded so ridiculous that I I, I, I had to include it. I had to.
1: Um, all right. Tattered Hearts follows a country music duo who seeks out the private mansion of their idol and ends up in a twisted series of horrors that force them to confront the limits they'd go for their dreams. Wow.
0: Sounds like a country version of uh, Studio 666 or whatever and also way less cool.
1: Uh, Directed by Bray Grant who did 12-Hour Shift starting whatever starting Katie Seagal who is in Married with Children and also Futurama uh, and Joshua Leonard from Unsane. Is he the creepy guy?
0: Yeah, he's the guy that follows uh, Claire Claire Foy around. Uh, Yeah, but... uh, i've heard 12 hour shift is really good i haven't seen it i think spencer recommended that one but i mean so the, it's got a good director behind it but uh it just sounded so silly so i had to include that and uh, last but not least is i think the movie we ended on last year and it's a movie called wendell and wild so this is still not out yet probably because of covid uh two scheming demon brothers wendell and wild must face their arc nemesis the demon-dusting nun, Sister Helly, and her two acolytes, the goth teens Cat and Raoul, directed by Henry Selick, who did Coraline, starring Jordan, Mike- or Jordan Michael Key. Jesus. Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key as voice actors. So Yeah, I'm on board. I don't know yeah, it's is. an animated thing or something like that. So maybe right. maybe we'll get that one this year. Uh, got a lot of cool shit coming this year. I'm very excited for uh, just this year in horror. And of course, we will keep you up to date with anything that we hear uh, being released or coming soon, what have you. Um, also, in case if you didn't notice, we may sound a little different. Maybe, I don't know. We got some fancy mics. The uh, Shure SM7Bs here, a uh, very expensive step up from what we were using. So hopefully it sounds better. I'll know when I edit the podcast because if it doesn't sound better, we'll just go back to the other ones because these were expensive. But I'm just going to move my shit around now. Um, they definitely look fancier, though. I like, yeah, no, I like, they look nice. They look very nice.
1: And there's not that stupid pop filter. There, yeah, in the way no, to hit me in the face. No, a lot. no
0: pop filter anymore. So it's nice. I do like it. But uh, yeah, that was our uh, Frights to Come of 2022. Me and Corey will be back next week trying out the new slightly tweaked different format. I think we're going to try one movie next week. See how that goes. If it goes well, we'll continue to do that. Um, If not, we'll go back to the two movies. But we also did have a fun idea of just everyone writing down movies they want to do, throwing them into a hat. And then like right now, I would pick one out of the hat and that would be our movie for next week. So maybe we'll do if the one movie, uh, an episode goes well, that's what we'll do. Everyone will just give me like 20 movies they want to do and we'll just pick them from a hat and just go like that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, here's to 2022. Hopefully it's better than last year. Uh, not horror movie wise, just life in general. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, got anything you want to say? No. Oh, you ready to go? Oh, is someone calling you? Yeah. Okay. I'll, i outro the show. You leave. You go ahead. Okay. Hi, whoever that is. Anyways, Gabby and Zool have left the building now. So, uh. Yes, anyway, so yeah, follow us on Facebook at Frightmares, follow us on Instagram at Frightmares Podcast uh, and Slash app at Frightmares Podcast, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Frightmares underscore pod. Outlook is uh, stay Spooky at outlook.com. Did I just say Outlook? Our email is stay Spooky at outlook.com. And like I said, me and Corey will be back next week trying out the new formula. Uh, I think we're doing 80s, uh, what is it, B-movie? I think we're doing B-movies next week. Haven't really decided yet, haven't finalized it since. I don't know exactly what we're doing, but uh, stay tuned until next week, guys, and until then, stay spooky.